Welcome to NASA Storytellers, an ongoing informational podcast presented by the National Association of State Approving Agencies. You will hear the stories of the men and women who are charged with protecting and safeguarding the integrity of the GI Bill. In each episode, listeners will hear from different NASA members who will share the details of their personal journeys and what makes them so committed to the cause of protecting the GI Bill. Learn how their efforts have benefited so many people. Episode 4, A Conversation with Oyata Rigsby of the Maryland State Approving Agency. Your interviewer is Mike Criscolo of the Connecticut State Approving Agency. Hi, my name is Oyata Rigsby and I'm a member of the Maryland State Approving Agency. Uh, my experience with veterans, I actually grew up in a military family. Uh, and in my case, it was kind of an extreme military family. Most of my childhood was spent abroad. So my contact with mainstream U.S. civilian society was fairly limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father separated when I was 16 years old. So I was old enough to know that uh, things were going to be changing. And I was also old enough to recognize that not everything was going as smoothly as it could have been going. Uh, for one for one thing, you know, when my father separated, you know, we had this idea that we were going to end up in the Washington, D.C. metro area, which was our last stateside duty assignment before we were overseas. We, the family actually ended up in North Carolina. My father ended up in North Dakota. So we were actually separated for his last year of military service. Uh, so that was kind of a disjointing. That was, a, that was a, a crazy time. But then when he came back, it got even crazier because there was this period of time where he wasn't working and uh, really didn't have any idea, I guess, of really what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got a lot older that I realized that uh, Maybe he had taken some things for granted leading up to the time which he separated. Maybe he didn't plan for it. You know, and I, I can't fault him for that. My father served during uh, what I call the late Cold War period, uh, when the military was actually at its largest size. Uh, the career military, that was, that was the norm. You, know, you got in, you did your 20 years, your 25 years, your 30 years, uh, where Currently, you see a lot of veteran active duty who don't necessarily make it their career. Maybe they do a couple of uh, enlistment terms and then they move on. But for my father, it was definitely a career. And I think there was a, looking back, that there may have been a part of him that uh, went through a bit of an identity crisis. You know, I've done this for the last 20, 23 years. Now what? Where do I go? What do I do? Uh, And I'd say it took uh, maybe a good five or six years for him to come out of it. He did eventually go back to work. He went to school, you know, took advantage of the Montgomery GI Bill at that time. Uh, didn't use it to its complete fruition. Uh, the other complication is that there were actually five of us kids. You know, me being 16 at the time we separated, and the youngest two actually being five years old at the time we separated. So there was a lot of things going on. Uh, my entree into working with veterans and military personnel, I was definitely inspired by the way I grew up. But uh, initially it came from being in academia, wanting to kind of study and explain military families. And my goal was just to try to convince the, people, the world you know, that we weren't all crazy and dysfunctional and so on and so forth. And I sort of stumbled 
into working with uh, military veterans in a in sort of service capacity like that. So sure. But I also realized, you know, I thought back to my own father's experience and realized if there's anything that I can do to help uh, them avoid some of the pitfalls, pratfalls that my father mm -hmm. encountered, then I'll be doing right. them and uh, the greater society yeah. a great, a big favor, you know. Uh, I think if I could say anything to uh, a veteran, I would just say, you know, you know, plan for tomorrow, plan for the long term, you know. I mean, granted, you know, tomorrow is not promised, particularly if you're serving in the military. I mean, that's a, a fact of life if you're serving. But assume that one day you're going to separate. Maybe you have a family, maybe you don't, but uh, there is life after the military. And uh, you can never start thinking too soon about what you want to do. Do you want to go back to school to earn that bachelor's degree? Or if you feel like you're done with school, what type of career do you really want to go into? Do you want to do what you've been doing in the military? Which is something that we see here in the Washington, D.C. area quite a bit. Or do you want to do something, if, is there some other dream or goal that you've wanted to do? And definitely, you can't start thinking about that too soon as a person in the military. If you are the dependent of a military person, a child dependent, uh, know that your parent, mother, father, or both, uh, it's going to be a transitional period. Uh, don't assume that uh, if things don't go so smoothly, it's because of something you've done or said or not done or not said. But uh, it is a, it's normal. Mm -hmm. It's normal. But know that the best thing you can do is try to be as supportive as a child or as a younger person can be to whatever your mom or your father uh, is trying to accomplish. And also, you know, be the best child you can be. Right. That'll make things easier on you. It'll make easier things easier for your parents, and probably make, uh, in my case, things easier on your siblings. Right. But you, you have a unique you have a unique perspective, and, and the role that you play in this this relationship with your your father, who's military and then a veteran, is that you you and you said it. You think, if there's not much of a difference if 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 he's serving and, it, and you're serving, mm -hmm. so you're going through that experience. So in the time that you were um, be, before separation and it was you know a lot of travel and then your father was away for a year what did you lean on your 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 siblings or was there something that gave you um, some inspiration some guidance and some some help in those periods of your life well I would say that the silver lining in my father's separation was I mean I, I didn't see it as a good thing at the time mm -hmm. But we actually relocated to the area where my parents are originally from. Now, I, at the time, only saw the negative, uh, which I felt like there's limited opportunities here. This is a small town full of small-minded people. But at the same time, we had extended family mm -hmm. that we could turn to. Uh, even if it was something, in my case, it made a difference when I went to school, rather than going there and being completely alone or with my brother, you know, I found, you know, I had cousins there. So that was a that's, that was something that helped me cope. My mother had her extended family there. My father had some extended family there. So that was the the silver lining. And if you're fortunate enough to be in that type of scenario, you know, then take it take advantage of it. You know, nothing is completely negative. Uh, just like nothing is completely positive. You know, it's mm -hmm. two sides to every coin. Right. And 
I would just say that, you know, definitely try to look for the positive. That's excellent. So not so much a community organization, it was more family. <laughs> family was able, was a, a key factor in you making that transition. And that experience that you shared from your father's service, how did that lead to success in your life, professionally and personally? And, and what are some of those factors you, you would share with someone? Well, I have always been of the mindset that growing up, growing up as a military brat actually uh, put me in an advantageous position. I mean, a lot, uh, and what I wanted to combat when I was, uh, or prevent when I was studying this academically was I really wanted to focus on those positive attributes of being a military brat, being adaptable to new circumstances, mm -hmm. being comfortable with people from all walks of life, all parts of the world, uh, being comfortable with change. So I think those types of things uh, come in handy, definitely in the adult world, in the general adult world, in the professional world. And for those of us who work in higher education, it's definitely an asset. So I would say that those experiences definitely helped me, I'd mm -hmm. say, most of all growing up in a military family. And I would encourage any, any young person who's had the opportunity to grow up that way to definitely see the positive and realize that it may not seem great now, but four years down the line, five, 10, 15, 20 years, it really will uh, prove beneficial to you. And it'll definitely make you, uh, uh, it'll make you a better person, I look that way. That's great. Well, I, I really appreciate your time and, and your perspective and the silver lining that you repeated. That's fantastic. And if anyone's watching it, that's certainly a message they can, they can take away from this. And um, again, thank you for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the NASA Storytellers Podcast, production of National Association of State Approving Agencies. For more information, please visit nasaa-vetseducation.com. NASA Storytellers, their stories, our stories. Thanks for listening.